adopted as a son, it is a right you are given. Okay? But that right gives you the power. And your power is attached to your type of right. And so he says, it gives you the right to become children of God. And I love the word children of God too. As well as I love the word son of God. If you use the interpretation of son of God, really you will be correct to call it hair rather than son in law. And we know that the Bible is law. So the word son, as said in King James, was meaning hair. Because that is the person who has the right of inheritance. But the word children used in NIV is to help you know that either you are a man or a woman, you are God's child. I would prefer to settle with that because it's more applicable in English. Alright, let's go ahead. Children born not of natural descent, but of human, or nor of human decision, or of husband's will, but born of God. Now, if the Bible says you are born of God and you are a child of God, is your child different from you? Come on now, church. Is there anybody here whose child is not a human being? You are a human being, your child is not a human being. Is there anybody? Come on now. So you and your child, you are the same, isn't it? And as your child grows older, what does it become? It becomes you. Isn't it? And then when you die, who inherits you? Your child. Hallelujah, somebody. So your child is born as a baby. He is everything that you are. All right? And so is the same with you. But not equal to you because you are the father. So we are the same with God. But we are not equal to God because he is our father. He gave birth to us. And he gave birth to us as his express image. As God looks, so you look. And he also gave birth to us in his likeness. Well, of course, mortal men lost it. That is the reason why Jesus came to the cross. Anybody who is on earth today that is not born again, that is you did not accept Jesus Christ into your heart, I will help you understand something about that statement as well because I had something to do on television that shook me. If you have not accepted Jesus Christ, you are still the image of God, but you are not like Him. Because it's only in Jesus Christ that the likeness is now restored back to humanity. That's the reason why anybody who is not born again can never please God. Anybody who is not born again, the Bible calls him a sinner. Before we were born again, we were sinners. And when we accept you, the word sinner is, but the Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 3, 23, all men have sinned and fallen short of glory. So when you are not born again, the likeness is not in you because it was lost in the Garden of Eden. Now this message I'm preaching today is for both those who are not born again and those who are born again. For those who are born again to understand fuller about yourself, so that those who are not born again can understand what they could become if they accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. God has not condemned anybody. If you are a sinner, he hasn't condemned you yet. He died for you. 
And if you can accept him, then he will forgive you all your sins. It doesn't matter what your sins are. And then he will wash you with his blood and you become righteous. Now, those who have accepted him and who received him, who received him and they believed in his name, the Bible says they are tied to changes and they become sons of God. Okay? Do we all settle in that so far? How many sons of God are here? Every child of God wave your hands to me. The one that is sleeping, wake up. Hallelujah, somebody. Do you know something? We are God's children, not because we walked in righteousness. Not because we obeyed the law. Not because we decided. As it is that your natural child did not know when you decided with your wife as a man to bring that child forth. That child doesn't know. The father and the mother just decided that now we are going to have a baby. And that's it. And then you showed up. Isn't it? Uh-uh. I can't hear amen. Is there anybody who showed up differently? It's your father and mother who decided that now we want a baby, isn't it? And then you showed up. No be so. All right, therefore. So the child has no part to play in the decision to bring him or her forth to the parents. So we have no part to play in our salvation. God just decided to save us. Hallelujah, somebody. (laughs) He decided to save us. He said, born not of human decision, but born of God. So therefore, so I begin to say that now that I'm just like God and I'm a child of God, what is wrong with me that I cannot operate like God? And that's what I want to drive you further and close that case today. The fact that you, are, you give birth to a baby in the hospital does not mean that baby is a less human than you who gave birth to the baby. But you understand the fact that this baby has to grow from stage to stage and the baby will have the ability to do what his or her stage could do. You know, the baby always lie on her back or his back. And everybody is walking straight. And the baby, you just carry the baby anywhere. I put the baby, you'll find the baby. And sometimes the baby began to think, how can everybody be walking and running in this house? And they always put me on my back. And so one day the baby would turn upside down, trying to stand up. Alright, some of us fell down from the bed when we tried that the first time. And they picked us up and put us back there. Then when our parents saw that we are trying to do what they are doing, then they decided to buy us aid to assist us. But initially it began from us, and then they will put us in something that has three legs and we can be running about, uh, pretending as if we are walking. Because everybody is walking erect, and that child too wants to walk erect. If you leave the child, he will crawl, he will crawl, and after crawling, he will stand up and hold your leg. Isn't it? And then if you, you will try to leave the child so that the child should stand by itself, and then he will stand, he will stand, he will stand. And after some time, he sees that the ground is nearer than you. He goes to the ground. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. And then after some time, he starts going one leg and two legs, and then he thinks that now I can run. He will try to run with some assault. You will carry him again. And you will put him on the ground. 
As much as the, the child is making effort, you are, you are helping the child. But a child doesn't make effort, you will get angry with him. Isn't it? If your child at the age of 30 is still sucking breasts, <laughs> will, you, will, will you be happy? And the child can say, Mommy! <laughs> Alright? And you say that, okay, what do you want to eat? Breast, milk. I'm sure that the mommy will say that, don't eat me dry. I have warned you long ago. So it is to a Christian. The more of your parents you know, determine how much of them you can manifest. And to know your parents is to have relationship with them. As you are around them, you study how they do things. And as you grow in doing the things they do, one day you'll become an independent person that will not need their aid to do those things anymore. Now the same thing with the spiritual things. A lot of Christians on earth do not understand the Father. Your knowledge of God determines how much of God you can manifest in you. Some of us always depend on our senior brothers. To the age of human age, like about 40. Understand this. As it will frustrate you, if you have a child of 40, and that child can do nothing until the senior brother tells him what to do, it will frustrate God for a person to say, I know God for 10 years. And yet, you cannot do what people who just knew God in one year started doing. The amount of God you manifest is determined by the amount of God you know. Now, the amount of God you know comes from relationship. I told you the last time that if you have a child, primary school, not a uh, 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 crutch, but in house, primary school, but in house, secondary school, but in house, and that child came, and you are angry that he can't do like you as a father, when did he relate with you? The guy will be doing what he knows to do from but in house. And we have a good number of families who are like that. That when their children were growing, they cut off personal relations with those children. And those children did not have anything of them to emulate. And when those children have fully formed, they want the children to be like them. It cannot be. So is man. With God. To operate God is to know God. Now, let me help you understand this, therefore. Someone can say, but God is invisible, you know. We cannot see God. How can we be like Him? That is the reason why He sent His Son too. So that, though we cannot see God, but we can see the man God, even Christ our Lord. And we can understand God, we can, we can study God through the Word, and through the life of Christ. And that is, some of us have done that, and we operate in the, in the unction and the level. I want you to understand this, that this is not talking about calling, or talking about gifts. There was a young lady who got saved in Nigeria some time ago. She was born again into the holiness movement. And when she read about Gideon, 
How Gideon destroyed the father's idol. That lady decided to go to her father's family compound. Because there is a deity in that compound that have killed many people, maimed and afflicted people. In their village, people don't go home, you know, to build house. Because you see, all the houses built, the builder dies. Never completed. And you see, anyone who goes home for anything must not tell others when he's going. Or else, he will die on the way by accident. There are some people who that is still their life till today. Hearing me. And that woman knows that they, in their house there is a deity which they inherited from their ancestors. And they worship that deity. You know, they pay like, uh, all the rituals. And so she decided that she would do Gideon. She went to her house. Her family people. Where she runs for. When they saw how everybody was happy, you know, usually they would celebrate. They didn't know why she came. By night, she took that deity and she burnt it to ashes. Got petrol and burnt it. So while the deity was burning, <coughs> manifestation was happening. I mean, some strange manifestation. When an idol runs out of fire, a graven image, you know that that is not magic. Hello, somebody. <laughs> There's a devil somewhere. As she was burning them, she was rebuking them in the name of Jesus. She was rebuking them in the name of Jesus. By morning, everybody came out and said, Why did you do that? Why did you do that? You are going to die. And they said, man has of threats. But that lady, within one year, she's born again. She's full of the word. Creation only respects the written word. Demons only run when they see a man who has... The written word. That's the word of God. To the amazement of everybody, they were shocked that she didn't die in the morning. She came back. You know, not she didn't die. She came back to Lagos. She didn't die. When she told the leaders, they said, this is courageous. This is courageous. A good number of believers who have been there for years can't even attempt such. I have another sister who will work together. She was an evangelist, but a junior evangelist. And a man came and asked that, look, I want to accept Jesus, but I have something in my house. If you can get rid of this thing in my house, then I will serve your Jesus. She said, let's go. She didn't ask, what is it? She said, let's go. When they got to the village, <coughs> the man said, that is the door. What is behind that door? If you can get rid of it, I will serve your Jesus. She said, no problem. She walked to the door. Uh, so, some of us went with him who were, you know, uh, apprentice evangelists. <laughs> so, <laughs> she got to the door. She opened the door and a force took the door from her. Slammed the door against her. So when that thing happened, she said, lift up your heads, O you gates. Be lifted up, ye ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord Almighty, the Lord strong and mighty. He is the King of... She pulled the door open again, and the door slammed the second time. So she said, you are serious. There is something...
been in this place, but today we go. She read the earth is the Lord's again. And when she said, who is this king of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory. She opened the door and there in the place was a python. It's not the kind of python you see in England. Those python you see in England are toys. To see a real python, you have to go to African jungle where you can find a python that will, when it's stretched, it can be up to 20 feet or 30 feet. A python whose weight will kill human beings. A python whose, who, who swallow human beings, they swallow rams, they swallow cows and all stuff like that. The python was on the floor like that, but as coiled as the python is, it was taller than human height, about six, seven feet. Then the head went to the to this ceiling. You know what the woman of God said? Did? In the name of Jesus. As the python struck, she struck. When she said, In the name of Jesus, the python, I caught the head of the python and pulled the python. But she couldn't because the thing is too busy. When she grabbed the head and pulled it, she couldn't. She said, Come and help me. And people came, the men, the, the, the junior evangelists. <laughs> and they started. He was dead. Because at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. He was dead. And they pulled the python out. The man knelt on the, on the floor right there and accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. That python had been worshipped by several ancestors. I'm not talking about my personal encounter tonight, yeah, right now, but I'm telling you about other people. Not because they were, they were anointed for a particular purpose, or because they have been Christians for several years, but the Bible says they that know their God shall be strong, and they shall do exploit. If you are a Christian and you are fearful, it's because you don't know the God you serve. You don't even really know that you and God are the same. What happened to a man when you get born again? The book of Revelation says, I stand at the door of your heart and knock. If you open the door to me, I and my father will what? Come in. Someone said today when I was on television, watching television, he said that, you know, Christians always say that give your heart to Jesus, that nowhere in the Bible said that. And I shook my head that this one doesn't know the Bible. This one doesn't know the Bible. If you don't give your heart to Jesus, you will give it to Satan. When Saul was anointed, which part of him did God change? Answer me. What does God seek in man? It's your heart. Jesus said it several times. Your heart. Give your heart to me. Someone says that we don't give your heart to Jesus. Lie of the devil. For Jesus to say, I stand at the door of your heart, and if you open, I and my father will come in. Then it means you should give your heart to him. Therefore, for now, what I'm saying to you is this. What you are able to operate in God is according to the knowledge of God you have. Now, let me tell you a story about myself. When I was the age of 12, I think I've said this story before you before. But it's good for me to always say it so that when I'm alive, you will remember everything when I'm gone. 
if Jesus does in Paris. Eh? My father, my mother used to worship a deity in Abulefo. They call Ogrignon. The worshippers of Ogrignon always put on white. Can you see? Someone's having devil. Wearing white. Hallelujah. So when you see people wearing white, does not mean that they are born again, my friend? Inside is what they call get the get Wicked to the teeth. And my mother told me how these demons used to possess her. She was a prophetess of that evil spirit before Jesus saved her. So I was in the Sunday school and they taught us about Jerubah. My friend. So I woke up and I told my mother that I'm going to your village. And I said, what are you going to do? I said, I want to go and see that demon that used to possess you. Because he's still there. As you are entering the, the village, the, the house of my mother, outside is a, a deity called Ogun. Anybody who is a Baman, you will understand what I mean. Okay? To deliver a Baman from Ogun, it takes heaven only. That is the God of iron. As you get into the entrance, on the left is the is the Ogrignon. So when I got there, I called for the prophetess of Ogrignon. He said, ah, what did you come to do? I said, where is Ogrignon spot? He said, ah, you have come back home. He said, thank Ogrignon. He said, because it was a woman that Jesus took. And the son of the woman has come back. And she started doing rituals. And she was singing the Ogrignon song before me during the original. And I was following. When we got to the Ogrignon place, I said, Mama, wait. I went to the Ogun, which is the god of iron. The iron they put together, they worship Ogun. I took it away. The palm funds, okay, that they put as his clothes, I tore it. And the one was saying, that, ah, What's happening? I said, Wait. I took that iron. And I went to the Ogrignon, which is Bar. Bosa! 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 My mom said, Ah, you are destroying the gods. The gods will fight. I said, That is it. Let God fight. That's what the, 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 uh, the uh, uh, Jerubal's father said. Let the God fight now. I destroyed everything. Put my hands inside the, the hole that they have kept this thing for for years, do you know what was there? Empty shell of snails. Foolish is the man that Satan deceived. They took snail. They killed it. They removed the snail. They ate it. They now took the shell. They worship it. <laughs> hey! Destroyed everything and broke it to pieces. The woman now ran away from me. Somebody who fought the gods and didn't die. She, as he was running, she was saying, ah, seven days, seven days. <clears throat> he said, I give you seven days. You will die in seven days. I said, both you and I will not die. I'm coming back seven days. I went back there the seven days. The woman ran away, of course. I was at the age of 12. Is it anointing? No. Because they read the scripture to me. And showed me a young boy who did the same thing. 
young man did the same thing. Jerubah, Gideon. And I believe that if the God of Gideon is the one I'm serving, the God who appeared to Gideon, why should they have such idol in my mother's house? I, his days are over. So what I'm saying to you therefore is this. From the day you are born again, your physical age has nothing to do with your ability to operate like God. It is your knowledge of God through the word of God that gives you the understanding of God that you can operate. A Christian should fear nothing. Because can you see God fear anything? All right. Let's go to the second stage, therefore. If somebody is thinking in his mind, but I cannot see chapter 8, verse 29. Romans 8, 29. It says, For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his Son, that he might be what? Come on, let's read this together. Stop. Read it again. Did you read it? Read it again. How many people here did God foreknow? The Bible says, for those God foreknew, He has also predestined or pre-programmed to be conformed to the image. Of His Son. To the likeness of His Son. The reason is that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. So, all Christians are brothers of Jesus. Or sisters of Jesus. Listen to me. Let me help you understand something. When you were a young guy, if you have a very senior brother, a very, very senior to you, what does he do to you? He trains you. Your parents will leave many things for him to, to help you get it on. When your parents give you assignment, your brother is the one who will ha- handle it. If your parents have to leave a will, and you are still a baby, they leave it to your senior brother. And because your senior brother himself is grown up, and looking into the, say, in the, you know, the fact that well, he's grown up and he's very rich, what does he do? He keeps your will for you until you grow. When you grow, he tells you that, look, you know, this house here, daddy gave it to you. This house there is yours. That one there is yours. This company, you are the owner. Okay? But you have to be grown up for you to be able to exercise your right, isn't it? And that brother also can tell you, when you are grown up, boy, everything I have, anything you need, just tell me. He will give you from his own, and he will give you what is yours. Same thing with Jesus Christ. Same thing with Jesus Christ. If you look at the book of John 16, Jesus says that it is for it is expedient for me to go. 
And when I have gone, I will send you the comforter. And it says he will, he will, he will teach you all things. He said, I have anything to say to you. But those things I can't say to you that because you cannot understand. But the comforter will teach you all things. Then he said that he will bring from what is mine and he will give it to you. And he says, all that the father has is mine. Listen, therefore. So it means that there is nothing you need from God that you do not have at your disposal. Are we together now? Okay. So, whatever your brother is, that's what you are, isn't it? If your brother can run, you run. If your brother can jump, you jump. Isn't it? Whatever your brother can do, you can do. You may not do it at one time, this time, but you will soon grow up to become like him. When you grow to his age, you do everything that he does. But when you are growing, the things he too did, you can begin to do, isn't it? So are Christians. Let me show you a few things that hinder us. I spoke to you about faith and belief. Faith and belief. They are two different things. You must have faith in God, but you must also believe in God. I've told you about holiness. Hebrew chapter 12 verse 14. Be at peace with all men and be holy. Without holiness no man shall what? See God. I think in this one I have to read some scriptures to you because... I need to clarify the issue of the error of grace. As error has happened in prosperity and also has happened in, um, in prosperity and in deliverance, error is now being propounded in grace as well. Because some people say that, well, we are saved by grace, which is fact. Okay? But they say that if we are saved by grace, we are not under law, which is true. But they interpret that to the fact that it doesn't matter what you do. Grace covers it. And that is an error. When a, law, a judge, somebody stole, and they brought him to the court, and the judge says that you stole, but I will let you go. Don't steal again. Isn't it? A pardon the person. Does that pardon mean that you should go and steal again? What will that person do therefore? The person will make sure he does not steal again. Let me show you something. When Jesus saves us, he saves us not to go back. A pardon the person. Does that pardon mean that you should go and steal again? What will that person do therefore? The person will make sure he does not steal again. Let me show you something. When Jesus saves us, he saved us not to go back to sin. Jesus saved us so that we will not go back to sin. If you look at the book of Romans, let me run you through this. Chapter 6 says, what shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning? That grace may increase or may abound. By no means we died to sin. 
When you are born again, you die to sin. Verse 6. For we know that our old self was crucified with Jesus so that the body of sin might be done away with. That we should no longer be slaves to sin. Because anyone who has died has been freed from sin. Now if we die with Christ, we believe that we'll also live with him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. In the same way, count yourselves, who is born again, dead to sin. But live to God in Christ Jesus. Verse 12. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body. Do not let sin rule in your mortal body. Do not let sin become your governor and your director anymore. So that you obey the evil desires. When a person is born again by grace, you must decide to stop sinning. That is no legality. The Bible says you must not allow sin to reign any longer in your body. It says, do not offer the part of your body to sin as instrument of wickedness. A Christian must not offer his body. What you offer your body to is what rules your body. But rather offer yourself to who? To God. As those who have been brought from death to life. And offer the part of your body to him as instrument of what? Righteousness. Of your body to him as instrument of what? Righteousness. Verse 14, shall we read it together? For sin shall have no... Shall we read it again? Read it again. Give me the King James version of that. that. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for ye are not under the law, but under grace. So, anybody that is saved by grace, choose abstain from sin. That's what he's saying. Simple English. Are we together? You cannot say you are born again and you are reckless. Because I heard the minister say that it doesn't matter how you dress, it doesn't matter how you look, it doesn't matter what you do. That's a lie for the pits of hell. Jesus is our senior brother. Anything that your senior brother did not do, you cannot do it. If you do it, you cannot operate him. <laughs> Listen to me. Whoever you yield yourself to rules you. And that is what determines what happens to you. So, when we talk about grace, therefore, grace is that once you have been saved by grace, you don't go back to do those things you used to do. Things must be different now. What about if you do it? Aha! It's because you don't believe. It's because you don't believe. 
Look, let me show you this. Look at the book of Mark. No, the book of John, chapter 5. John, chapter 5. Let us explore what our senior brother did. In John, chapter 5, is the story of a man who was, who was um, at the pool of Bethesda for 38 good years. It says, and which is surrounded by five colonnades. Here, a great number of disabled people used to lie. The blind, the lame, the paralyzed. One of those, one who was there, had been an invalid for 38 years. Look at the story of this man. He had been invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been there, he, he had been in this condition for a long time. He said to, he asked him, do you want to get well? Now look at this. Sir, the invalid replied, I have, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is, is stirred. While I'm trying to get in, someone else goes into, goes down ahead of me. Then Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat and walk, and walk. At once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and walked. Is that not fantastic? Come on now, is it not fantastic? Can I say this to you? The first lesson in this case of Jesus is that what my brother can do, what my brother can do, what my brother can do. So Jesus met this man and said, get up instantly and the man was healed. So we can do the same thing. Look at me very well. You can do the same thing. Now, if you say to yourself that, why am I not able to? I will help you understand. But what I want to clarify here now is this. Sin brings affliction. Sometimes. Sin attracts retribute. All the time. So when a man is in Christ Jesus, he's a new creation. And because all things have passed away, all things have become new. You are not supposed to go back to your old ways of life because it's passed away. Are we together? Can I say I'm a robber, an arm robber, now born again arm robber? And so after I've killed people before and I became a Christian, and then I don't have money to pay my rent, and I said, oh boy, if I can't, make, uh, if I can't get money, I know what I used to do. And I go back and pick my gun and shoot some people, rob them again to pay my rent. Can I be born again and do that? So there is no big or small in sin. Why will I not do that? The Spirit of God in me will not permit me. He will not give me rest. If anybody claims to be born again and you are reckless and you are committing sin, doing whatever you like, you are not born again at all. At all. Don't be, don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. Does that mean you are perfect? No. You know, when we were in the world, when we sin, we boast of it. Isn't it? So the difference between us in the world and now born again is that the things that you used to do, you will just see yourself that, oh my God, I will, I, if I had known. You will hate it. You cannot love your past and the, the bad things you do and say that you are born again under grace. It's not possible. Grace should not permit you. Because that scripture tells you and I, 
That if we are under grace, that is the reason why we must not continue to sin. And here, after Jesus healed this man, look at what happened later. Verse 14, it says, Later Jesus found the man at the temple and said to him, See, you are well again. Stop sinning. Or what? Hey, let's read verse 14 together. Stop sinning or something worse. This is Jesus who spoke, isn't it? So it means that a Christian should not, he should stop sinning. Are we on the same page? Come on now, are we on the same page? Aha, uh-huh. grace doesn't protect you from sinning or, or cover you when you go and sin. No. If you want to live a reckless life, grace will not work for you. You cannot continue in sin. That is an act and a progressive act. You cannot continue. It's even if you made a mistake. If a person born again made a mistake, you go to God because you lose all your peace. That is born again. But somebody reckless and then you're reckless again and you continue to do it, then you, you're born again. It's not possible. It's not possible. Look at Second John chapter, no, 4 John chapter 5 verse 18. Very quickly. I'm talking about what Sinaroya said. He said to that person, if you continue to sin, you'll be worse. Understand the case of that man. He was totally paralyzed. Hands paralyzed. Spine paralyzed. Leg paralyzed. And he was like that. For 38 years. So his eyes was open. His family helped him in that hospital. They pulled up Bethesda. And when they were fed up, they left him alone. So it's only these other sick people that are helping him. Maybe to give them some food. Until Jesus met him. And if something will be worse than his condition, I wonder that what the condition will be. Sin brings worse affliction. A person that has been born again must stop sin. You cannot be justified for sin as a defense. Ah, because he did that to me, so I did this. You will be punished for what you did. And God will not justify a bad thing because you reacted to something bad as somebody. Am I saying something? This is the key thing a believer must cross to operate God. Okay? Because they always bring guilt. And what does it say here? So we live together. We know that. So a child of God does not continue to sin. Because the one born of God, the Holy Spirit in him, keeps him safe, and the evil one cannot harm him. So it means that if he continues to sin, the evil one can harm him, as Jesus said. You believe that? Say amen. Okay, now for 15 minutes, let's talk about the, the operations of our sinner brother. And you will see two things that he dealt with. The two things that kept Jesus Christ in shape is faith and belief. The two things that can help you operate God is faith and belief. Look at the book of Mark. 
very quickly. In the book of Mark, in chapter 9 of Mark. No, let's look at chapter 5 first. Chapter 5 of Mark. In chapter 5 of Mark, <clears throat> from verse 24 and 21, the Bible talks about the story of a man who is a religious leader, whose daughter was sick and was dying. And this daughter of the man, because he was dying, the man came to Jesus, very influential man, and asked Jesus to come to his house so that he may pray for his daughter. Now listen to this. While the man was going, the Bible talks about a woman from verse 24. It says, so Jesus went with the man. A large crowd followed and pressed around Jesus. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. Listen to this. So, she has suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors. And has spent all she had. Yet, instead of getting better, she grew worse. Maybe somebody is in that position here today. Maybe somebody is listening to me right now. That is in such condition. You may not have visual blood. But you have a disease that you spend so much money or a condition that you spend almost all your money. But instead of getting better, it's getting worse. There will be a turnaround for you today. In looking at this woman, I want to see something that can draw God to manifest over you. It says, when she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because... She thought, this is mine. If I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. The woman came pressing behind, pushed through the crowd, and touched the clothes. Because the woman said in her mind, if I can just touch his clothes, or the helm of his garments, I will be healed or be made whole. Then, the Bible says, at once, verse 30, Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. <coughs> Look at what he says here. He turned around in the crowd and said, and asked, who touched my clothes? Now I want to understand this here. The complete humanity of Jesus Christ. Okay? Jesus did not know a woman was going to touch his clothes. The father never revealed that to the son. He was walking among the crowd. A woman made up her mind that if I can touch the hem of his clothes, I will be made whole. Okay. And when the woman touched the hem of his load, immediately her bleeding stopped. 29. And she felt in her body 
that she was free from her suffering. Listen to me. But at once as well, Jesus realized that power had gone out. Now, look further down. When Jesus asked, who taught me? But the one said, you see the people crowding around against you. His disciple answered. And yet, you ask, who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had touched, who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at the feet, at his feet, and, and trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. <coughs> he said to her, shall we read what he said to the woman? I can't hear you. Say it again. Therefore, what does faith do? Faith causes God to manifest upon man. If you need the touch of God, the only way you can get it is faith in the Lord. And I think this scripture tells us the procedure of faith. What is the process of faith? Somebody made up his mind that the condition I have today as the king of heaven lives, it shall come to an end. That is the beginning of faith. Now, if you look at that expression, it's believing. Somebody believed. The woman had. Jesus was passing. So, she believed in her heart that today she will be healed. It is the belief that gave birth to faith. Okay. So, the first thing that belief does is that it produces faith in man. But you cannot have faith if you don't first have belief. Because faith comes by hearing, which is hearing, hearing, hearing the word, or information, and then, but hearing by the word of God. So, when you hear the word of God, or you read the word of God, or you, you recite a scripture, if you don't believe in it, you cannot operate faith. No, listen to me. So, the first manifestation of belief is faith. I love this. <clears throat> but let's see this. Faith, therefore, was not an oral belief. There must be an action to faith. In this case, what is the action of the woman? The woman said, if I can touch the hem of his garment, and the woman moved, regardless of all opposition. Therefore, a man of faith cannot be discouraged by a third party. When you have faith in the Lord, and you expect something from God, you lose consciousness of whoever is around you. Don't you think the woman just made her way? She was present into the crowd. The crowd was pushing her away. Because to press through the whole crowd and read Jesus, it would take some pain. But because she had faith, she never saw anything. Second thing in this is this. When a person has faith in God, the faith will register at the throne of God. And God will remember that person and he will cause grace to work for the person. Somebody say amen. 
If anybody says to you that your condition can never be sorted by God, tell that person you are not as worse as the woman with the issue of blood. If Jesus can heal the woman with the issue of blood, without Jesus praying for her, other people Jesus lay hands on them. The one I read to you from chapter 5, Jesus said to him, get up and walk, isn't it? But this woman, Jesus didn't speak to her at all. And yet she drew power by faith. Listen to me. And Jesus says, your faith has healed you. Let's look at someone similar to that. The same book of Mark. Chapter 10. You need to understand faith very well. Faith is acting upon conviction by the Spirit. When a conviction comes to your heart and you act upon it, you know, about God, that is what faith is. It says in this scripture, chapter 11, chapter 10, verse 46. Then they came to Jericho, and Jesus and his disciples together, with a large crowd who was leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, that is the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him, be quiet. But he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, call him. So, the call to the blind man, cheer up. On your feet, he is calling you. <clears throat> Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, said Jesus. What did he say for that? Say it loud. Say it loud. Say it again. And what followed? Let me say something to you. It means that lack of faith limits you. But if you can have faith, it will cause God to manifest over you. Look. That man was saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And the people come and say, shut up. Some of you have been, you know, your friends will tell you, church, 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 church every day. <laughs> church, 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 church every day. Eh? We who don't go to church, our life is better. Who told you that? You need to go and see them on their dream. Hallelujah, somebody. Listen to me. And they will discourage you from calling God. Sometimes when we tell people to pray in church, you know some people are so shy that in church when others are praying, they close their eyes and they are praying, they are looking. Their own is to be looking. And then when you say to them to pray, they begin to pray. Take them to the football field. Hey! Go! I mean, 
before a piece of leather you are rejoicing, shouting. When you reach church where God can answer your prayer, <laughs> big man prayer. Let me say something to you. The prayer that cannot move you cannot move God. That is the reason why people will be in church. God will be touching other people. They will be spectator. Because your prayer does not mingle with faith. Listen to me. Your prayer does not mingle. Someone says that you don't have to shout. You don't have to shout on God. I wonder what you call this one. The Bible says he shouted. The Bible can't lie. The Bible says the man made a loud cry. And people told him, shut up. The Bible says he shouted the more. He cried the more. They told him to shut up. He made sure that his cry was higher than their shout. They are shutting up. Are we together now? Pray! Some of you, when they tell you to pray, you'll be making speech. When they say sing, yeah! Yeah! You are singing. Excuse me. Excuse me. That is just shouting symbols. If you can worship high, if it's from the Spirit, you will pray louder. Because when you are praying, what you are doing is that you are placing demand on God so that God can do what He promised. That's what you are doing, praying. You are looking for manifestation of the power of God. The man shouted until those who tried to discourage him told him, share up. And let me say something to you. Are you not amazed? When they came and said, share up, he called thee. They said that the man stood, jumped up and went to Christ. He doesn't have eyes. It is those people who helped him. The people who told him to shut up, they are the one now who is now helping him. He called thee. You must be favored. Jesus didn't call them. He called the man who was shouting. Let me listen to you. Your faith will cause the hand of God to move over your life. God is not a man that you should lie. He says, call upon me in the time of trouble. He says, call upon me and I will answer you. But you have to call upon him from a pure heart. Somebody must be desperate for help. Somebody must decide to, to, to neglect his shame. Jesus said, what healed the man? His faith. What healed the woman with your blood? Her faith. What will give you solution in your life? Your faith. How do you build up your faith? By hearing, by hearing, by hearing, by hearing the word, the word, the word, the word of God. Let me say this to you. People who have been going to Bible school, they have done the book of Nehemiah, they have done the book of Esther. Watch out their prayer. Their prayer is different. Because they are using quotation from Esther and quotation from Nehemiah appropriate to condition. You who didn't go there to know what God is saying there, you will pray. Father, Father, do it. Father, 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 Father. When you don't have a scripture to quote, Father, 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 in the name of Jesus, Father, 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 Father. <laughs> you become like a Thermostat. You shout, you go down. You shout, you go down. We are us. Someone else will beside you. It is written. It is written. It is written. It is written. Lord, you do this because the Bible says this. Because the Bible says this, I command it to be. Because the Bible says this, I command it to be. Let me say something to you. 
The reason why many don't have faith is because you don't have the word. Because faith comes by the word. It comes by the word. For Bartimaeus to act, if one asks what is going on, they say Jesus of Nazareth is what? Pa, pa, pa. Is what? Is what? That information I said, is it the same Jesus? The son of David? They said, yes. He said, my own is finished today. The Bible said, with the last strength he has, the man screamed, Jesus! He doesn't know where he is. He was just here at the foot of people. Have faith in God and you shall be established. Satan doesn't want you and I to have faith in the Lord. Listen to me, therefore. Tonight, God will heal somebody. Is there anybody here who has been suffering from dizziness? Stand up if you have been suffering from dizziness. When I moved in that area, I picked it up. Do you know that doctors will tell you that there are several, several things that can cause dizziness? Isn't it, doctor? But you see, the name of Jesus is all-purpose. Whatever be the source of dizziness, the Bible says at the name of Jesus, put your hands on your forehead. Every knee shall bow. As that man called the name of Jesus, <clears throat> Jesus said, what do you have me do for you? And the man says, I want to see. Jesus did not ask, why were you blind? He said, now your faith has healed you. And the Bible says the word of Jesus override every condition. Today, every dizziness. Fall out in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. From the crown of your head, your brain. If the dizziness has to do with nerves of your brain, you are healed in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. If it has to do with any organ within your body or your blood, whatever be the source of your dizziness, from that source you are made whole. Never again will you be dizzy. If it is a deficiency of some nutrient in your body, I command all nutrients of your body to be made complete. In Jesus' anointed name. Sit down, please. Faith performs miracle. Faith causes miracle of God to happen. That is, it causes God to bless you. Now let me now conclude this, because we will... We have meeting tomorrow for the next week's prayer. But let me say this to you. Believe. If you look at the definition of faith, faith means trust and confidence in something. That is faith. But belief means accepting an information without looking for evidence. Okay? That is accepting that the information is true without looking for evidence. Okay? Or looking for proof. Now listen to me attentively because this is part of you. This is you now. You 
When you believe in what God says, you manifest. When you have faith in God, God manifests. Alright? Now, let me say this to you. If I'm going to minister to, if, I, if I'm going to minister to sick people, you know, somebody is crippled, and I want to minister to the, to the crippled, what happens to me is that my belief is solid. I believe in the fact that if I pray for that sick, God will heal that sick. Now, when I preach the word of God to you this way, what am I doing? I am helping you to place your faith on God who can perform the miracle. Now, when you hear the word of God and you now expect miracle to happen, you place a faith demand on God. I who am speaking, I believe that God will do it because I believe that if I pray for you, God will do it. Now, the belief that I have will cause this gift of healing to be manifest through me and I speak. I was telling them in the previous conference, every time I've operated in science and wonder, something happened to me. I just feel something move in my stomach. Okay? And that thing that moves in my stomach, when that thing moves like that in my body, any word I say happens. Any word. When that, any, anytime that happened to me, whatever I say instantly, you see. I was in CSC one time, and I was, I was praying, I was preaching, and God said he was going to heal a crippled child. I told you before, and I'll tell you this because it's relevant to it. Now, when, when the two people raised their hand up, and God said, the girl, I said, bring the girl out. They brought the girl out, they put the girl right there. I did not just pray for the girl because I haven't got the unction inside. I kept on preaching about Jesus. I will move away from the girl. I will come back to the side. As I was walking away, suddenly, as I preached the word, okay, you hear, your faith rises, but my belief becomes strong. That if God said this, if God did this, he will do it through me too. Like, I just read to you the, the story of Jesus Christ, when Jesus commanded uh, uh, the, the, the blind to see, and he received his sight. When Jesus, somebody told the hem of the coming of Jesus, power came out. And after all, I'm a, I'm a child of God, I'm a brother of Jesus, it winds me up. If my brother can do it, I can do it also. If it works for Jesus, it will work for me also. He said to the blind, see, and he saw. He said to the other one, your faith has healed you, and he was healed. He said to the other one, get up and walk, and he worked. The belief in me will rise, and when it rises, when I speak, it happens. So when I turned to that child, I said, rise up in the name of Jesus. I don't need to touch the, the son. The, the power of God threw the child up, and that child ran. The leg grew and expanded. Believe in God, you will be established. When Mary, uh, when, when Lazarus died in chapter 11 of John, the Bible says that when Jesus got to the, almost got to the tomb, Martha came to Jesus and said that if you have been here, my brother would have not died. When Mary came to, he said, my brother would have not died. Jesus said, don't you believe? If you can believe, you will see the glory of God. If you can believe, you will see the glory of God. Let me say something to you. When those people were telling Jesus Christ about the fact that if you have been here, the child would not have died. What do you think the devil is trying to do? He's trying to make Jesus doubt. 
He's trying to make Jesus that aware. You know, if you have been here, he would, he would, even when Jesus said that you'll be, if you, don't you know that I am the resurrection? I said, yeah, we know you are the resurrection. On the last day, we will resurrect. And when Jesus left that and got that, he then told Jesus that, look, this corpse is now dead for four days. He was swelling. When Jesus said, roll the stone away, Satan did everything humanly to change the belief of Jesus that you see, all the miracles you have done that the Father did, this one Father will not answer you. You cannot manifest the power of God unless you believe solid. <coughs> believe, therefore, will cause you to manifest God. But faith will cause God to manifest His power. But believe. I, look, when you look at the scripture, the book of John, and the book, the book of uh, Romans, Corinthians, Ephesians, when Paul will speak, we say, Paul, I, Paul, an apostle of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, not by the will of man. Who are you? Who does God say you are? You must believe in God. Whatever God says you are, that's what you are. You may not feel so. You don't have to feel so, man. You don't have to feel so. Man, we, human beings are, 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 are used to feelings. The realm of the spirit is not by feeling, it's by believing. Believing in what you have not seen. If you can believe, you will see the glory. Jesus said to Martha and Mary, if you can believe, just believe, you will see. Just to the tomb, Jesus said, roll the stone away. They were saying that he's smelling. Roll the stone away. They rolled the stone away. He said, Lazarus, comfort. He had told them Lazarus would not die, of course, but he died. And Jesus will not admit to use the word death. He said he sleeps because I have said he will not die anyway. And the people could not understand. And when they could not understand, he said, for your sake, I... They say he died. But we are waking him up. <laughs> what a belief of our, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. If you look at the prayer he prayed by Lazarus there, he said, Father, I thank you that you always hear me. Will somebody pray that prayer tonight? He didn't say, I thank you because you heard me before. And this one, please do it, do it, do it, do it now, do it, do it, do it, do it now. <laughs> he didn't say so. He said, I thank you because you always hear, hear me. Cos got up and started limping. He said, remove the grave clothes. God will remove grave clothes from anybody today. He said, remove, untie him and remove the grave clothes. Untie him, God, mama. Untie him and remove the grave clothes. Let me tell you something. I told them, and I need to tell you people here in this church. Because God showed, the Lord Jesus showed me what is about to happen on earth to the church. You must not be left behind. It is the word of those who believe solidly. If you don't really, truly believe in the Lord, the force shaking, you will, you will, you will shift, shift away. It's coming to England. A real shaking. It is those who believe who stand in shaking. Then manifestation. It is those who believe who can manifest. Listen to me. 
I have catalogs of testimonies of what I'm telling you. When, if you want God to use you, you must believe in Him. As for me, if the Bible tells me something, nobody can tell me it's not so. No matter who you are. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. If you read the Bible and you are coining it, I may not know arithmetic, but I know Bible. I went together now. Maybe your grand fee. I don't know, but I know Bible. Hallelujah, somebody. I may not know how to do salad uh, and also I know Bible. I know Bible. The knowledge of the Word of God gives me the understanding of the God of the world. Tell somebody, only believe. Say to that person, only believe. If you look at the book of Mark 9, when Jesus was speaking to the boy, to the man whose boy, whose son had the epilepsy, They said the disciples prayed for this boy for a long time. Nothing happened. Okay? So when they prayed for this boy, demons was manifesting. He was rolling on the floor, but the demons remained there. I want to show you the two different stages. Because today I prayed for you. I, I, will, pray, I will minister to you. God told me some things about to speak into your life. But you will manifest. That is more than someone ministering to you. You have to manifest. The only key is believe. You see, the Bible says, this person should know the mark now. Go to 16. Read 19. When they were praying, 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 and there was demonstration, nothing happened. When Jesus came, he says to the people, what are you praying about? What is the problem here that there is pandemonium? They said, the man said, I brought my child to your disciples and they have been praying since morning. They cannot remove the devil. Jesus says, oh, unbelieving generation. Jesus replied, how long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. Okay? Look at verse 20 very quickly. It says, so they brought him. When the spirit saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into, the, into a convulsion. He fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth. You see the manifestation? But look at Jesus' cry. He was not moved by that. It says, Jesus asked the boy's father, how long has, his, has he been like this? From childhood, he answered, It has often thrown him into fire and water to kill him. But if you can do anything, take pity. If you look at this, the prayer of the people have wearied the faith of the man. The man came with faith because he came to the people, please pray for my child. You are the one near to Jesus. Okay? But the people have no belief. So that the grace cannot manifest. <clears throat> the faith is there, but those who will minister the grace have no belief. Are we together now? They have no belief. 
So they prayed, nothing happened. Because for you to manifest, you need to believe. The person who will receive needs faith in God. But for God to manifest through you, you need to believe. So they were praying, they have unbelief. Maybe, who knows, they were looking at the manifestation and then they get scared. Which means they believe and then they unbelieve what they believe. But look at what Jesus said. You see, Jesus says, if you can, say Jesus, everything is possible for him who believes. Do you recognize that Jesus did not answer the, the man? The question of the man. Okay? What the man asks is that if you can, okay, do something. And Jesus said, hold it. If you can, everything is possible. So if anybody can believe, everything is possible. Not only this miracle. Okay? Jesus gave a key to all Christians that can unlock any manifestation. There is a God in you. But if you can believe, then you can do. So, Jesus now said, now, see me do. It cast the demon out of the womb of the child. Because Jesus believed in the Father. And he says to that man, if you also can behave like me, if you can just believe God like me, everything knows something. It is by believing in God that Jesus multiplied five loaves of bread and, three, and, and two fishes to feed thousands of people. It is by believing in God that Jesus commanded the tide, the, the wave, and the wave stopped still. It is by believing in God that the power went out of his body to heal the sick. It is by believing in God that he is fat and he put it in the eye of a blind man and told the blind man, go and wash in the river called Saint. And by the time the blind man washed, he came back seeing. It is the belief of Jesus. Jesus believing in God that caused manifestation inside him to be, to be manifest. That is the grace inside him to be manifest. And Jesus says this to that man. Look, not to him alone, but to all of us. The things that have hindered you from manifesting is lack of belief. Even if I prophesy to you, anybody prophesied to you, you have to believe for the prophecy to happen. Most cases... Of course, you know, there are some prophecies that just tells you what God had planned to do. But there are prophecies that is spoken, which is a blessing. You who hear it and who have it, if you don't believe in it, you cannot get it. Because 2 Chronicles 20.20 says, Believe in God, believe in His prophet, you will prosper. There is something inside you that will manifest tonight. In a few minutes, you are going to pray. Say to somebody, I believe. Look at the person beside you and say, I believe. I hope nobody is sleeping. The day is young, is young. Say to somebody, I believe. Let your belief be in God. Okay? Understand. For you to believe, you have to disbelieve everything you see. Jesus said, Lazarus, sickness of Lazarus would not end up in death. But he died. Did Jesus lie? So, when Jesus now received in the spirit that Lazarus was dead, he said to them, Lazarus sleeps. And the people said, well, we don't have to go and worry him. 
Okay? These are people, they didn't have Holy Spirit and they don't understand. They said, we don't have to go and worry him. Jesus now looked at them that these people all the time I talk spiritual things, they don't understand. He said, okay, for your sake, Lazarus is dead. Ah, let us all go and die with him. We will all die today. I said, we don't go die with the dead. We will go and wake him up. He still insists that Lazarus sleeps. He did not concede to the fact that Lazarus died. Because you don't wake up somebody who died. You only wake up somebody who sleeps. All what they threw at Jesus Christ to the grave did not make him doubt God. Alright? So, when Jesus will operate, he can manifest. What are the things they are throwing to you to make you doubt your God? What are the situations you are going through that has made you doubt God? We're going to deal with it right now. Let's stand up on our feet. Do you know something? Choir come up. There's a song that says, Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. All things are possible. Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. Yes, I believe. All things are possible. Lord, I believe. I want to sing it to your spirit. Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. All things are possible. Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. All things are possible. Lord, I believe. I want to think about circumstances around me. Something that has challenged your faith so much. Jesus is here in this village. I want to sing from your heart unto the Lord. Like the man Bartimaeus. Say again after me. Lord, I believe. Place your hand upon the request now. Yeah, oh, possible. Cripples run out of their wages. The presence of the most holy one is here. I want your heart to connect with the Son of God. That whatever be 
the situation of your life at this moment, there will be divine intervention. And the grace upon you shall begin to manifest. Expect the hand of God as you sing it. We'll sing it again. Sing it, Lord, I Anybody who was under my voice during the time I prayed for the sick, and you have an ailment in your body, and you can still feel it in your body. I want to lay hands on that part of your body. Someone is just joining us at home, just lay hands upon your eyes. The mighty hand of God will move and touch your body. The one who raised the dead of Lazarus from the grave. It will touch your body and bring life to your mother bodies. As you lay hands on your body, sing it again. Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. All things are possible. So shall they recover. In accordance with the word of God in Mark 16, 17, I command all sicknesses from the roots. Be pulled out in the name of Jesus Christ. Every disability, every child born with disability, you are made whole in the name of Jesus. Every child born with disability, or somebody listening to me that have Alzheimer's disease, you are made whole in the name of Jesus. Somebody who has been losing memory, your memory is restored in the name of Jesus. Somebody who has paralysis, you are healed in the name of Jesus, Father of Nazareth. The leper went to Jesus and said, if you are willing, make me whole. And Jesus said, I am willing, I am willing, I am willing, you are made whole. I decree in the name of Jesus, every manifestation in human body that is contrary to the will of the Father, you are taken out in the name of Jesus. 
Now I pray for the mind of man. That man said to Jesus, I believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. I command in your soul. Let faith arise in the name of Jesus. I command in your heart. Let faith arise in the name of Jesus. People who have been suffering from unbelief. In the name of Jesus, your soul is healed. I decree by the word of God. The eyes of your mind be open in the name of Jesus Christ. From this hour, every unbelief is vanquished. Every unbelief is I command the power of God in you. Manifest in the name of Jesus. The glory of heaven in you. Manifest in the name of Jesus. As you go into the new month, begin to manifest power. Whatever the enemy Jesus. As you go into the new month, begin to manifest power. Whatever the enemy has used to confront you and challenge your belief in God, I command them to be overthrown. In the name of Jesus tonight, they are overthrown. As you enter the month of August, they will not enter the army with you. As you enter the month of August, you will encounter God. The glory of heaven will rest upon you. The glory of heaven will rest upon you. Jesus says, if you believe, you will see the glory. 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 May the eyes of your belief be enlightened in the name of Jesus Christ. few hours time we enter the new month. You enter into the month of August manifesting. Everything the devil has incarcerated you not to be able to do or hindered you. I decree as you enter the month of August you will begin to manifest. Delay is not denier. On the day that God visited Abraham at the age of 100 he gave birth. I declare, your Sarah will laugh. I say, your Sarah will laugh. Those of you who have been delayed for anything, anything, I decree as you enter the month of August, you will have the best. The best shall come for the last. Because you have been delayed concerning those matters of your life, it could be that you made mistake in the past and the enemy exploited it. The Bible says, Brother, is he whose sins are forgiven. Because your sins have been forgiven and God will remember your sins no more, I decree as you go to the month of August, the Lord shall give you double. Yeah. For the things that you have been hindered, the King of Heaven shall give you double. Yeah. A book of remembrance shall be opened concerning you by God. The glory of the presence of the Father will rest over you. Amen. Those of you that God had given gifts, the gift of healing, the gift of vision, the gift of discernment, prophetic gifts, signs and wonders, but you have not manifested. As God changed the heart of Saul and he became a ruler from his heart, tonight the Lord changes your heart. Amen. 
I decree, as you enter the new month, in few minutes time or few hours time, you shall begin to manifest. The gift of healing shall manifest through you. Boldness you shall receive. Sense and wonders you shall receive. You will manifest discernment. You will manifest prophetic gifts. You will manifest the gift of knowledge. You will manifest the gift of wisdom. The gift of faith shall be manifest in you. There is no failure in God. All of you who have done examination, you receive success. There is no setback in God. But God, the Bible says, that God is working in all things for the good of those who love Him. And to the Lord God, who works all things in conformity to His purpose. Your former setback before today, as you enter new month, it shall be used by God to promote you. Amen. For the days and the years you have wasted, in the month of August, you will recover. Amen. For the assets that you have wasted, in the month of August, you will recover. Amen. Opportunities that you have lost, in the month of August, you will come back to you. Amen. Any area of loss that you have encountered, until this month of July, I decree by the decree of heaven, the power of the Most High shall open the heavens over you. Amen. As you enter August, heaven shall be open over you. Amen. I say, men who have known you in July, they will see you again and say, the Lord your God is God. As, as Pharaoh had to open his mouth and say, concerning Israel, the Lord your God is God, it shall come to pass by the visitation you will receive before morning tomorrow. People who have seen you before will say, Your God is God. So it shall be unto you. So it shall be unto you. Every limit shall be taken away from you now. Every barrier is removed before you now. Your desert shall be teeming with water. Opportunities shall surround you. Favor of heaven shall rest upon you. The glory of God shall surround you. Mercy shall overshadow you. Anywhere you go, grace shall work for you. Anywhere you go, grace shall work for you. You will find favor before all men. You will find favor before the holy angels of God. God will change the song of your mouth. You will begin to say, when the Lord restored back the captive to Zion, we were like men who dream. Then it shall be said among your kindred, among your nation, the Lord has done great things for you. And you shall open your mouth and say, yes, the Lord has done great things for me. For all your years of sowing in tears, it shall come to pass in the month of August, you will come back with sheaves in your hand. For all your labor in tears, you will come back with reaping of joy. So shall it be in the name of Jesus as of Nazareth. Our God and King, we bless your name. There is no joblessness in heaven. For the career you have studied, if you have been struggling with employment, as you enter the month of August, you shall be employed. Those of you who are business people, that it seems as if doors have been shut against, 
The Lord puts in your hand the key of David. Before you is open doors. This one, no man will shut it. The Lord has opened it, no man will shut it. I say the Lord has opened it, no man will shut it. Finally, in the last move of God upon the face of the earth, you will be partaker. In the last visitation of God upon the face of the earth, you will be an instrument. In the shaking to come, you shall be spared. In the blessing to come, you shall be partaker. When the foundations of the earth is shaken and the earth shall move from its axis, you shall remain as you are. You will not be shaken. Though the mountains be shaken, you will not be shaken. Though the sea may roar, you will not be shaken. The river of God that maketh man happy shall be your portion. Father, we thank you because it's done. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying.